Today's daf is Ksubis daf mem dalid, and we are in the middle of the omid of daf mem gimel omid beis. So we had a mishnah on top of mem gimel omid beis that discussed the halacha of someone whose daughter, that's either a ketana or a naira, gets married, and then she collects her ksuba, either because her husband died or because she was divorced. And the question is, ksuba salami, who exactly gets the ksuba? So the Mishnah we saw, it's a machloikis, Rabbi Yehuda and the Chacham. The Chachamim say that if all she had was erisin, so then the halach is going to be ksubasa shaloi. And it doesn't matter how many times she got married, hama'aris, espitoi, figirsha, isavinus, irsavinus, armala, either way, the halach is ksubasa shaloi. The reason is because erisin is not moitzi, this girl, from the rishos of her father. As a result, she's still considered in her father's rishos. And just like the father has a schos in the knas, in the boishesupgam, the shvach nu'urim of her daughter, so too, the ksuba would fall under that category, that umbrella of shvach nu'urim, so that when she collects the ksuba, the father would actually have a schos, and he himself would be the one that would ultimately get the ksuba. The machlikis in the Mishnah was, what happens if she wasn't only nisarsa, but rather hisia, she had nisuin, the marriage was complete. Why does that change the story? Because although it's true that erisin does not take a girl out of the rishos of her father, it's very clear throughout Shas that Nesuin does take a girl outside the rishos of her father. So the Chachamim say that once she's Hisia, if afterwards she's Girsha or afterwards she's Nesarmala, at that point she's no longer in the rishos of her father, all the halachas of Shvach Urim are no longer applicable. If those halachas are not applicable at that point, when she collects the Ksuba, say the Chachamim in the Mishnah, Ksuba Shalos, according to the Chachamim, it's very straightforward. If there was only Erisin, she's still in the rishos of her father, now now that she's Nisarmala Nisgarsha, she collects the ksuba, the father will have a schos in that ksuba, just like he does in all her shvach nurim. Once she's hisia, she's no longer in the rishos of her father. So now, after the nisuin, she comes to collect. She comes to collect the ksuba, whether she was nisarmala niskarish. It's irrelevant at this point. She's no longer in the rishos of her father, and therefore ksuba sashalot. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda's shita was an in-between shita. In the case of hisia v'girsha and hisia v'nisarmala, where she had nisuin, says Rabbi Yehuda, harishayna, the first ksuba that she gets for the first time she got married b'nisuin shall off is going to go to her father. It's only the second one that she's not going to get. And the Gemara is going to jump right now. My time with the Rabbi Yehuda. So let's see. Rabbi Yehuda, Omer, Harishayna Shalom. Says the Gemara, my time with the Rabbi Yehuda. What's Peshana Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda, Tami Chavayos. Rabbi, Rabbi Yehuda both explained, Hayulu Mishas Eresin, Zacha Bahena of. Being that the Chi of Ksuba started already at the time of Erisin, and at that time of Erisin, she was still in the Rishos of her father. When did she leave the Rishos of her father? At the time of Nesuin. So it's true, says Rabbi Yehuda, when we're coming now to collect the Ksuba, it's already after the Nesuin, it's already after the time that she's no longer in the Rishos of her father, but let's not focus on when we're collecting the Ksuba. Let's focus at the time that the Chi of Ksuba came about. At that point, this woman had never been married. Erisin is when the Chi of Ksuba happens. I mean that the Chi of Ksuba happens. Bishas Erisin, at that time, she's still in the Rishos of her father. The father had a schos from then 
in the Ksuvo, so that although it's true now at the time that they're coming to collect at the Shas Gevir, she is no longer in her father's Rishos. We don't care. We look at when the Chiv Ksuvo came about, and at that point, she was merely an Arusa, and Arusa is still in the Rishos of her father, and that's why the father would have a Schos in her Yerusha. The Tesis Rit points out on this Gemara right here that it's very clear from this Gemara that an Arusa has Ksuvo. That not only does an Asua have Ksuvo, but an Arusa has Ksuvo as well. That's the whole premise of Rabbi Yehuda. If an Arusa doesn't have Ksuba, it's only an Asua that has Ksuba, then the whole premise of the Gemara falls off. So the Tesis Rit points out from this Gemara that you see that an Arusa is entitled to Ksuba. If you remember, we spoke at another Tesis Rit earlier in the Masechta, where a man comes to Bezdin and he argues Tainas Psulim, Pesach Pesuach Matsasi, or he didn't find any dam, and he, Aymeris, she's not quiet like she is in some of the other cases, but she says, Misha'erastani Nanasti, it's true that I had a Pesach Pesuach, it's because I was Nivala, it happened by Inis, so I'm not going to be also to you, assuming he's in Israel. Not just that, Misha'erastani Nanasti, it happened after the Erisin, and being that it happened after the Erisin, at that point there already was a Chiv Ksuba, so that Vinistachva Sodeo, you lost out. It's not going to impact my ability to collect suba later. There's no mekachtas because whatever happened, happened already after the Shasairs. It says the Tosfos read, Mikan Muchach, from that Gemara you have a Raya. Again, that the Chi of Ksuba starts already from the Shasairs. Because if the Chi of Ksuba doesn't start until the Nishas Nesuin, so at that point where the Chi of Ksuba would come about, which is at the time of the Nesuin, she had was a Bu'ula. She wasn't a, a Rusa. She wasn't a Psula. Her whole argument is, is that I became a Bu'ula after the Chiv Ksuba, which was Misha'er Astani Nanasti, after the Erisen. That only works if the Chiv Ksuba happens in Misha'er Erisen. So there's a Tosis read on Daf Yud Beis Amid Beis, right here on the side of the Gemara, and another Tosis read on Daf Mem Gimel Amid Beis, right on the side of the Gemara, where the Tosis read says, two Rayas to what he believes was a Chiddush, that not only does an Asua get Ksuba, but an Arusa gets Ksuba as well. We'll see in the Gemara that it's true, an Arusa gets ksuba, but that would only be the Iker ksuba. What's the Iker ksuba? A psula gets masayim zuz, a baula gets meya zuz, or a mana. But with regards to all the additional chiyuvim that often are found inside a ksuba, such as the teisvis ksuba, that doesn't come about until the shas nesuim, which is when they actually sat down and wrote the ksuba. And Arusa didn't have a ksuba written. The fact that an Arusa was titled to ksuba, as the teisvis writ points out from these gemaras, it was only tenai bezdin, that although they didn't write the ksuba, there were places, right, we had gemaras earlier, but mokim she'en kreisvim ksuba, they didn't write a ksuba everywhere. Whether or not a woman had a document was irrelevant to whether or not there would be a Chiyah Ksuba. Where the document would become relevant, perhaps, is regarding the Tosfus Ksuba. So the, at the time of the Erisin, there was a Chiyah on the Iker Ksuba, although there was no document written. Later, they wrote the document with the Tosfus Ksuba, and that's when all those other Chiyah came about. But one thing is clear. You see that in Arusa gets Ksuba. And the Gemara says, that's Peshana Rabbi Yehuda, that although at the time of the Nesuin, she leaves the Rishos of her father, so once she's Hisi of a Girsh, Hisi of an the father really has no Rishos. That's true, but I'm not looking, says Rabbi Yehuda, at the time of the Gviya, I'm looking at the time when the actual Chiyuv came about. Masiv Rav, but Rav asked the Kasha. That can't be the Biur in Rabbi Yehuda, because I have another Rabbi Yehuda in a Brisa. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, like he says in our Mishnah, that even if she was Hisiya, but the first time around, her first marriage, 
the first ksuba that she collects is going to go to her father. If this girl got married when she was a ktana, ubagra, and then she became a bagaris, she turned 12 and a half years old, or six months after she was a naira, and then she got married, the father doesn't have a rishos, asks the Gemara, according to Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, that both explain Shana Rabbi Huda, that the reason she gets her ksuba from her first marriage, although she had Nesuin, and Nesuin technically took her out of the rishos of her father, is because the Chiv ksuba started Mishas Erisin, and at that time, she was in the rishos of her father. So Hachanami say the same thing over here. At the time of the Erisin, she was in the rishos of her father. What's the difference if she had Nesuin later, which takes it out of the rishos of her father, that we don't care about that because we look at the Shas Erisin, or if she came up by Geras later, that we don't care about that because we look at the Shas Erisin. Ella, you have to say, It can't be that that's the way Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef explained Rabbi Yehuda because it would not work with this Rabbi Yehuda. So what did Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef really say? We have to amend what exactly we heard from Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Rabbi Yosef, Dami Travayu, Hoyolu B'Shusoy Nechtavim. The point is not that the Chiv Ksuba starts Mishasereson, but Rabbi Rabbi Yosef said that don't focus at the time that they're coming to collect the Ksuba, true. What should you focus on? Also not at the Shasereson, but at the time that the Ksuba was written. What was the Ksuba written? Right before the Nesuin. And being that right before the Nesuin, in the case of our Mishnah, she was only an Arusa, she's not a Bagaris, so she's still in the Rishos of her father. That's when we focus on, at that point, she's in the Rishos of her father, the father's going to be the one that's going to be Zeich and the Ksuba, even though it comes time to collect, she's no longer going to be a Rishos. It's for that reason, the Rabbi Yudin the Bryce has said, that if right before the Chasana, she already turned into a Bagaris, at that point, she had left her father's Rishos even before the Nesuin, even at the time that the Ksuva was written. So it's for that reason that she won't be able to collect. So Pshad and Rabbi Yudin not that we look at when the Chi of Ksuba came about, which was at the Shasayrizen, but rather we look at when the Ksuba was written, which was right before the Nesuin. The Navkimin is if she became a Bagaris between the Erisin and the Nesuin. And that is why Rabbi Yehuda said very clearly in the Braisa, Umaydi Rabbi Yehuda, that if she became a Bagaris between the Erisin and the Nesuin, at that point the father doesn't get it. Because although it is true that at the time of the Erisin she was in her father's Bishos, but she's not in her father's Bishos at the time of the Ksivas Hashtar, Ksivas Aksuba, and that's the time that Rabbi Yehuda said says, we must focus on. Now asks the Gemara another question. So a woman who has a ksuba, her husband dies or gives her a ged, so she's now entitled to go collect the ksuba. The question is, now being that the ksuba was written in a shtar, it's a, it's a document, let's assume the shtar was written, even if it wasn't, it, was, it had the koyach of shtar because of the fact that the husband is obligated to pay the ksuba based on tonight Bezdin. So the halach is that not only does she have a right to go and collect the money from her husband's possessions, but she could even collect it from what's called the lekuchos, meaning there's a shibud on the nechassim, this is the Gemara's language, on all the nechassim that the husband has for him to have to make the payment on the ksuba. So that, let's say, at the time she got married, the husband was worth $10,000. The ksuba was for $1,000. Now, when it comes time for her to collect the ksuba, the husband's not even worth $1,000 anymore. So she wants to collect the ksuba from the estate, but there's no, there's no estate. There's nothing to collect. So the halach is that being that the ksuba was written in a, in a shtar, so it's no different than a shtar choiv, where the halach is that she can now go back and collect her shtar, her choiv, from 
anybody that had bought those $10,000 worth of assets from her husband. Because although the husband owned the assets at the time, and from a Chesha Mishpat standpoint, he had a right to sell it, but there was a lien on those assets. Where was the lien? The Ksuba. So that she has a right to now go collect. The question is, when is the Chiv Ksuba Chal from the standpoint of at what point is the cutoff point that she can go to these Lekuchas and say, oh, you bought it after the Erisin, or you bought it after the Nesuin, or you bought it after the time that the Ksuba was written. What's that point from where she has a right to go retroactively and collect the Ksuba? Umigva me'emas gavya. Om Rafuna, Rafuna said, Mano masayim in Erisin. The, the Shibud, on the Iker Ksuba, which is the Mana, if she was a Ba'ula, or Masayim Zuz, if she was a Basula, that goes all the way back to the Erisin. Again, because the, there is a Chiv Ksuba for an Arusa, at that point, the Chiv Ksuba is Chal. And although at that point there was no physical Ksuba, nothing was written yet, it doesn't matter. The Chiv of the Ksuba, the Shibut of the Ksuba exists, and she can go collect already from that point. The Toysvis, any additional, is ready when I because that's not Chal until the Ksuba is actually written. Ravasi Yom Ravasi says, Echazev, Echazev, No. Whether it's the Ikik Suba, the Toysik Suba, everything is from the time of the Nesuan. And the way Rashi explains Ravasi, which is important for the Gemara that we're going to learn now, is because although Ravasi agrees that this Ksuba already from the time of Erisin. And although Ravasi agrees that that Chi of Ksuba, Iker Ksuba, Mono Masayim, that's there from the time of Erisin, she would technically be able to take even from the Lekuchas. However, once the Shtar is written, we assume that the Shtar now takes over any original Shibud that existed. So there was at one point a Shibud on the Mono Masayim from the time of Erisin, although a Shtar hadn't been written because of the Tanai Bezden. But right now that they write the Shtar, the Shtar takes over, and the Shibud of the Shtar now assumes any Shibud that previously existed, so we now shift the original Shibud to the Zman that's written in the Shtar, and the, therefore, being that the Ikr Ksuba is also written in the Shtar, although you had it previously, its Shibud is now going to be from the time of the Shtar. But the Gemara asks, so we have a Machloikis. Again, Migva Me'emas Gavya. Rav says the Ikr Ksuba is from the time of Erisin. The Teisvitz Ksuba is from the time of Nesuin. Rav Asi said, Echazev Echazev, Minan Nesuin. Ask the Rav Huna say that the Ikr Ksuba would be from the time of Erisin. And it's only the Teisvitz Ksuba that's going to be from the Shas Nesuin. In other words, he doesn't hold the Rav Asi that when they write the Shtar, they write the Ksuba, that somehow assumes the original Sheba, the Michael original Sheba, that somehow goes by the wayside. And we now start from this newsman that's written in the Ksuba. We learned, let's say a woman comes to Bezin after her husband dies and she pulls out two Ksubas. One says in it that he owes her $200 and the other one had a Tosis Ksuba as well. $300. If she wants to collect the one that says Messiah, meaning she has a choice. She collect whichever one she wants. So Ravuna says, if she wants the one that's 200, then she can collect $200 from this man that's rich, written in the Shtar that is for 200. Shloish Meyers, if she wants to collect 300, Goiva, but only Mizman Cheney. Meaning she could pick whichever star she wants. Asks the Gemara Kash of Im Isa. Now, if it's true, Ravuna, that when the husband obligated himself with the Tesis Ksuba, which was not at the time of Erisin, it was later, it was already at the time of the Suin. We say that it 
doesn't take away the shibud of the mono Messiah that she had had previously. All it does is it adds a piece whose shibud will be from the time of the Nesuin. But the mono Messiah's shibud is not from the time that the Ksub is written from the time of the Nesuin, but rather goes back to the time of Erisin. So why don't you say the same svar over here? Tigvi Messiah is Manrishin. The 200 that is written in the first star and in the second star, she should be able to get from this Manrishin. Umeo, and the extra $100 she should get from this Mancheni. Meaning, Bishleim, according to Rav Asi, the Rav Asi said that when you have when you write the shtar, you write the ksuba, you meichel any previous shibut. So that would be the svar over here. That there's a shtar for 200, there's a shtar from 300. Each one has its own zman. Meaning each one has its own halachas of how the shibut nechassim exactly works. When you write the second shtar, you're being meichel, the first shtar. You, that's the way it works. So I understand Shita's Ravashi. But Shita's Ravashi. But Rav Huna, who says that it doesn't work that way, because when you create a second shibud, it's only for the additional piece. It's not for what you had previously. So say the same thing over here. The 200 shibud should remain from the Zman Risha, and it's only the additional piece, like the Teisvitz Ksuba, whose shibud should be from the Zman Sheni. So the Gemara says, if you think that's a kasha, I'll ask you a better kasha. Why don't you collect all 500? That's poshit that you could either collect 200 or 300. But why that? Why not collect all 500? Messiah Misman Rishon, collect 200 from the originals, Man Atlas Mem, Misman Cheney, and the other 300 from the second Man. El Chomish, Mem, Misman Tamil, the Gabi, why can't you collect all 500? Given the like cost of Lot C, VC, Vice, Vice, Class Mem, I'm assigned, because he didn't write Mefurish in the Shtar that I'm adding $300. So it sounds like I'm just giving you two tracks, two options. You want to pick this Ksuba, you want to pick that Ksuba. Hachi Kermalo, Imisman Rishon, Gvias, Gavi, Masayim, Imisman Cheney, Gvias, Gavi, Class That's what he's saying. It's Hachanami with regards to your Kasha regarding the Shibud, it's the same exact Teretz. The reason you can't collect the 200 from this man Rishon is I didn't write Mefurish that I'm just adding So certainly he means to replace the Shibut Kama to the extent that you want to collect from the second star. So the whole Halach of Rav Huna, where you say the Ikrik Suba Shibut starts from the Shas Erisin, it's only the Toysvist that starts from the Shas Esuin, that's when it's clear that the star was just adding onto what you originally had. But we're we suspect that he wasn't adding, but rather he was replacing, that it's obvious that the Shibuda Kama is going to go by the wayside. So just like it's Pasha to you, says Ravuna, that you can't collect the 300 and the 200, it's also Pasha that you can't have the Shibud of the 200 to the extent that you can want to collect the 300. Very simple. So this woman comes into Bez and she has two stars, one for 200, one for 300. Says the Gemara, you can collect whichever one you want. Says the Gemara, this would be not like Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, Somebody has two shtaris that says Ruvain sold him the same piece of land. So Ruvain is living on Shimon's land, and Shimon comes to Ruvain, prove to me that it's your land. He pulls out two shtaris. I have a star that I bought it in April, I have another star that I bought it in July. So what's the halacha? Bitel Sheni Esarishan. Says Rav Nachman that we look at the second star, we don't look at the first star. What's the difference? Either way he owns it, no matters. The Lukuchais. What if somebody would come now and take the star away from him? So he would then have to go back to the seller and get reimbursed for the money that he gave him for the star that he bought. Right? They didn't do title searches then. They didn't have title insurance. So now he's going to go straight to the seller and say, I bought a piece of land. I paid you for it. It was taken away from me. I want you now to give me land. So what, the, as far as the zman of the star is very relevant to now how to work out all the shibudim and all the lekuchos. So Rav Nachman says it's the second star that we always look at. It replaces the first star. So the Gemara says it's not like this Case of Ravuna. What did Ravuna say? A woman has two ksubas, 200, 300. Forget the, the tzushtel that the Gemara made to 
the Manu Masayim and the Taisef. It's just the basic halacha Ravuna. She has two ksubas, 200-300. She has a choice. Rav Nachman said not that way. Rav Nachman said that if I have two shtaris making the same exact claim, I don't have an option, but rather, it's always the second one. So says the Gemara, no, it's not a machleke. It's not no, there's no reason to assume there's a machlek. It's because don't you know? Rapapa said regarding Rav Nachman's halacha that umayd Rav Nachman or Nachman agrees the oisef beidiklo letaisefes that if there's one little piece that's added in the second shtad, they didn't have the first shtad. So, for example, there's one deka, one tree that. It is included in the Shtar Mecher, the second Shtar Mecher, that he didn't have in the first Shtar Mecher. Then we assume, Lutoisef es Kosve, that the reason he wrote a second Shtar was not to replace the first Shtar, but rather to add that piece. Hachanami, so to over here, in the case of Ravuna, he added something. The first Shtar said the Ksuba was $200, the second Shtar said the Ksuba was $300. It's for that reason that we don't assume for sure that the second Shtar is replacing the first Shtar, but rather there's two Shtaris. And just like Ravuna said, she has the option to be goiva, the first ksuba, the second ksuba, so too, regarding the shnei shtaris, to the extent there's something in the second shtar, you know, in the first shtar, he would be able to be goiva, any one of the two shtaris that he wants. Kufa, Amr Rav Nachman, shnei shtaris, if somebody has two shtaris, bitel sheni esarishon, so the second one replaces the first one. Amr Papa, as Papa just said, Omid Rav Nachman, the oisif beidikva, that idikla, that if he added even one tree, one little something, then let Sefes kasve, we assume that it was the second star was written for this Taisefes so that it doesn't necessarily replace the first star. There's no mechila, so to speak, on the first shibud. And if he wants to not be goiva the second star with the Taisefes, but he'd rather be goiva the first star with the earlier man of shibud, that's something that he has a right to do. Says the Gemara, Pshita, that's poshit, that Rishon Bemecher, let's say a person pulled out two stars both claiming that he owns this piece of property. The first star says that he bought it. And the second one says that he got it as a matana. Is that considered an, a teisefes? Or is that not considered a teisefes? Again, if something was added in the second star, then we say, if the two stars say the same exact thing, then you don't have the Allah. So what happens? If it doesn't say, there's no extra decal mentioned in the second star. However, the first one says, I bought it. The second one says, I got it as a matano. So it says the Gemara, that's Pasha, that that's considered Teisefes. Why? He's getting something beneficial from the second star. Because according to the first star, he bought it. If you buy something, your neighbors can technically have a claim to buy it before you. That's Talach of Dina de Bar Metzra. But if somebody gives you something as a gift, you can bypass the laws of Bar Metzra. So then you're not subject anymore to Dina de Bar Metzra. So it could be the first time he sold it to him, or the first time they wrote at least a Shtar Mecher, it's not clear what exactly he did. Was it a Matana or was it a Shtar? But let's just focus on what the documents say. The first time it says that, he was a, that it was a Mecher. He sold it to him. There could be people that would have a claim of Bar Metzra. Say so he wrote a second star that says that it's giving to the Matana to get away from all the Bar Metzra claims. So that's certainly considered a Tesefus. So you would have the halacha of Ratzabazegov, Ratzabazegov. The Koshkin, certainly, Risha the Matana, if the first star said that he gave it to the Matana, the second one said that he sold it to him. There's no question that that second star is considered a Tesefus. If I give you a gift and then somebody takes it away from you, saying that, oh, I had no right to give it to you, I had a claim against 
Okay, you can't now come back to the Nisim to give me another gift. It doesn't work that way. But if you buy something, then if you can go to, and somebody takes it away, then you can go and say, I paid you for it, and it was taken away from me, replace it. So there's no question if the second star says Mecher as opposed to Matana, we're adding something. It protects you from the Balchayv, the cross of King Elo. But when they're both Mecher, both Matana, and you didn't add anything in the actual amount of what it says in the Shtar, that's when you have Rav Nachman's Halacha. My time, what is the Poshit Pshat in Rav Nachman? We have Shnei Shtarois, Hayyotzim Zacharazet, Bital Sheni Asarishim. Why do we assume that the second Shtar replaces the first Shtar? Raphram Amar Raphram says, Emar Oyduye. Because we assume that by this person writing a second star, he's somehow being that the first star was forged. That, all right, I'm coming clean, that wasn't a good star, now we're going to write a real star. Rav Acha says, He's not assume, you don't have to assume that, 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 that the Edom are already liars and everything else, just push it. He means that he wants to create a new Zman of Shibud. The, the buyer was okay with that. And he said, I'll be Michael, the original Shibud, and let's create a later's man to protect you from some of your lakuchas, and we'll start working from a later's man. My Beinayu, what's the Nafkimina? Ike Beinayu, three Nafkiminas. Number one, Aru Sahadi. Based on what happened here, could we now somehow have a Reisa on the credibility of the Adam that was signed on the original star? If, when we write the second star, we somehow assume that it's because there was something wrong with the first star, so that now brings the credibility of the Adam who signed on that first star into question. But if it's just a Svara being Michael the Shibud, then the first Adam will find people. Another nafkamina is, is does he have to now give him back any peris that were collected that the Lekeach ate during that in-between time? Meaning, if the first star was forged and he's really buying it from this manasheni, so if he was living in the, the Lekeach, was living on the field during that interim period, he would have to reimburse him any peris or anything that, any benefit that he had from it. But if really he owned it all along, it's just a, a svara in is the Shibut Chal from this man Rishon, is the Shibut Chal from this man Shani, so then there's a, it's just a Svar in Shibut, but it was his, so therefore he doesn't have to reimburse him, and he pays And finally, Latasko, who pays taxes? Who pays the property taxes for, those intra, for that interim period? Three very basic Nafkeminas. My Havi Alodi Ksuba. What's the bottom line as it relates to Migvas Me'e Magavia from the Ksuba? We had a Machloikis, Rav, Huna and Ravasi. Ravuna said the Iker Ksuba is always from the Shas Eris and the Taisvis Ksuba is from the Shas Nesuin. And Ravasi said Echadzev, Echadzev is from the Shas Nesuin. Once you write the Ksuba, you're Meichel, any original Shibu that you had, and all the Shibudim start from the Shas Nesuin. Toshmat, Amrav Yidam Ashmuel, Mishum Rablaz Brab Shimin, Mono, Mosayim, Mino Erisin, Vitoisefes, Mina Nesuin, like Ravuna, Vechachomim, Mimim, Echadzev, Echadzev, Mina Nesuin, like Ravasi, Vihilchasa, Echadzev, Echadzev, like Rav Asi, period. All right, so before we go weiter, the next Mishnah is going to change topics a little bit, and for the next few dafin, we are going to discuss the halachas of Moitzi Shemra. So the halachas of Moitzi Shemra, a lot of Gishmak Sugi is very similar to the halachas of Oynas and Mafata. There's a lot of crossover between those two sugyas, which we've just been talking about for the last two weeks. So just a, a very brief introduction regarding the halachas of Meitzi Shemra, and then uh, we'll bang out the Gemaras over the next couple of days. So the parish of Meitzi Shemra is in Parshas Kiseitse Dvorim Perik Chavbez. The Pasuk says as follows. Again, we're familiar with a lot of these halachas. Ki kach ish isha uba lea osneya. Reuven gets married to his wife thinking that she's a psula, Yemer V, presumably, 
And the next morning he does what Bezdin wants him to do. He runs into Bezdin and he says, He says, I thought I was marrying Absula. She was an Absula. He says, Oh, there was no dumb So this is a, a real life case in the Torah where the beginning of a Sechtis Ksubis is playing out. To the extent that he's lying, the father has the following instructions and the mother as well. The mother's also mentioned in the Basak. They're supposed to both take the girl together with the Basulim. I married my daughter off to this man and he decided that he really doesn't like her. Incidentally, it could be he would have tried getting out of the marriage previously. But um, had he done it previously, he would have been obligated to pay ksuba. He was waiting for an opportune time to be able to give her a get without having to give her the ksuba. He had to wait until after the beer is you know, And this is his ticket. He can go now and say, it's, so that's what the father's claiming has happened. Right? Well, all of a sudden, the, 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 the morning after the chasen is when he's coming with these. All of a sudden, no, he hated her for a while. He just would have had to pay her ksuba. He didn't want to pay her ksuba. So the First, was similar They showed the psulim to the ear. So the ear come. They take this man. What does mean? They give him malchus. Additionally, they require him to pay a kenas. How much kenas? Who does the kenas go to? It goes to the father of this naira. Why does he have to pay kenas? Because he was moitzi shemra. Additionally, he has a mitzvah saseh of v'loi siyah le'isha, we talked about on that Shabbos, mechaschinuch, v'loi yuchal l'shalcha kol yomav, and he has the loi saseh that every oinus has also, that he has to stay married to her for his entire life. There's one other parsha right after it's What if it was true? What if he wasn't lying? What if they did their quick due diligence and they found out that she was mezana, and she was mezana after the eris and before the nesuah, meaning she was a uh, they take the Naira and they bring her to the door of her father's house. They give her skila. And she dies. Where did this happen? It didn't happen where ordinary Misa's Bezdin used to take place. The Gemara is going to talk about that. It happened El Pesach Pesavia. The Gemara is going to say why. He and it's for that reason, that's exactly what happened. So to the extent that what he was telling was true, so she had this, rela- she was Mizano while she was in Arusa, then she gets Skila, it happens on Pesach Bezavir, which is in contrast to an ordinary Eshesish that's Mizano. An ordinary Eshesish that's Mizano is not Chayiv Skila. An ordinary Eshesish that's Mizano is Chayiv Chenek. This well, incidentally, what's the reason for it? I was thinking it could be it has something to do with this idea that you find in the Torah. When they used to go to war, so the Meshuach Muhammad would get up and he would say there are three people that can go back. One of them was, Something very terrible might happen. You may have a woman who's an Arusa. And they'll never come to the point of the suin. Before the husband himself has an opportunity to do this beer Incidentally, 
What's less known is in the Teichacha. So in the Teichacha and Parshas Kisavai, there's a pasuk Isha Ta'ares, that one of the clawless mentioned in the Teichacha is that the Torah says that a man will get married, it's the same idea. So there's something especially painful, especially terrible, when you have a woman that was in Arusa, and it was an ish achar yikochena. That's exactly what happened over here. Once there was an asuan already, she's not an arusa. So maybe it's only bechenek. But once she was, if there was no asuan yet, she was an arusa, and it was an ish achar yikochena. Maybe the inish over there, the punishment is more chamer, both for him and for her. And it could be maybe it's for that reason that the loch is going to be skilled. I'm not sure. But either way, this is the parsha of Moitzi Shem. And there are a lot of chidushim in the parts of Moitzi Shem. Now let's just walk through them a little bit quickly. Number one. So the Torah says that the person who was Moitzi Shema has to, number one, pay, get Malchus. Number two, he has to pay a knas. How much knas does he pay? He pays Meir Kesef. So we've spoken at in the past, the Ramban al and I found that the Rambam says it as well in the Meir Nebuchim, that what's the method, why is it that he pays Meir Kesef? So he says, because the Pasuk says in the parsha of the Mephata, Parshas Mishpatin, that the knas that the Oynas and the Mephata used to pay was Chamishim Kesef. And what's the magic to Chamishim Kesef? It's Kemoyer Abesulois. That was the Ksuba that men used to give their wives. The Chamishim Kesef of the Torah translates to the Messiah Mzuz of the times of Chazal, and that was the Psula that they used to get in the, that was the Ksuba, being that this man, when he came into Bezin, was trying to prevent this woman, his wife, from her ksuba of chamishim kesef that ordinarily she's entitled to, says the rabban, kol whoever the Torah punishes somebody, it's always kefal, and it's for that reason it's going to be kefal here as well, and she's only going to get, and therefore we punish him double, we make him pay meizos. It's interesting. On that pasuk, v'chiyafate ish besula, parasha mafat, which we spent the last two weeks learning, v'chiyafate ish besula shaloyay rasa v'shochav ima mohar mohar yimareno loy leisha. Says Rashi, what is mohar yimareno? Yifsoik lo moyar kemishpat ish leishtoi shekoysev laksuba. He should give her a ksuba. How much? Chamishim zos. That's what it means when it says mohar yimareno. And as the pasuk concludes, kabayir abesulays. That was the ksuba that women used to ordinarily get. That's the way Rashi teaches that. You're supposed to give ksuba. Frek Ramban, how could the pasuk over here mean ksuba? It's machlekes and shas, whether ksuba is the iraisa or ksuba is the rabbanon. There's certainly a man number that holds ksuba the rabbanon. The Ramban pasuk is ksuba the rabbanon. So if ksuba is the rabbanon, how could the Torah be saying, Mohar yimerena loy isha says Rashi, again, Yifseik loy mohar kemishpat ish le ish teisha koysef la ksuba. What do you mean? There's no ksuba in the iraisa. So how in the world could Rashi teach mohar abesulois that it means ksuba? I Ksuba is the Rabbanon. Now, it seems to be a stira to the Ramban that we just spoke out. The Ramban says that the reason the Moetzi Shema has to pay Meir Kesef because it's double the Meir Abesulois that they used to pay of Chamishim Zuz. So the truth is, if you look at the Ramban in Parshas Kiseitze, he speaks it out before it. He says, not that there was a Chiyav Ksuba. When the Pasuk said, Meir Yemirano Levi Isha, it means that was the minute. The minute was they used to give us a, a, a Ksuba. But not that there was really a Chiyav Ksuba. There was the minig. The minig was similar to the Meir Abbasulois. So therefore, we punish him double that. But Rashi seems to say that there's a chi of ksuba, and that's what the Ramban is bothered with in Parashas Mishpat. And how could Rashi teach Meir Yemareno loy that there's actually a chi of ksuba? But there's an interesting, there's a Pnei Yeshua in Perikei Lunairis, Daflam Etesam Beis. The Pnei Yeshua says a beautiful thing. Pnei Yeshua says that really ksuba is not the Yeraisa. 
Ksubas de Rabbanon. But we're discussing a Mafata. The Mafata really has a Chiv Knas. What was this Chiv Knas? Chamishim Kesef. But the Halacha the Mafata, as we learned, is different than the Oynes of the, the, the Halacha the Oynes. The Oynes or the Ma'anes has to marry this woman, Veloisi Elisha, plus he has to pay Knas. The Mafata has an option. Either he pays Knas or he marries her. Pasha, you understand that either you pay Knas or marry her, in which case you don't have to pay Knas. Says the Pneshua, it's true, but the Havana is a little bit different. Really, even if you marry her, the Chi of Knas doesn't go away. The Chi of Knas exists. The Torah says that the Oynes and the Mephat both have to pay Knas. What the Torah is saying is that if you're Mekayim, the Mitzvah, then rather than give her the 50 Kesev as Knas this second, what we do is we defer the payment. We transfer the Chi of Knas into a Chi of moment of Ksuba, and then later, when you're Megarish her, or if you die, at that point, you'll give her the Knas. So the underlying Chiyav was really the Chiyav Knas that every Mephata has of Chamishim Kesev. We're just deferring it to some later date, and we're transferring it into a Ksuba. So really, could be Ksuba is the Rabbanon. This Ksuba is going to be the Raisa. Why would this Ksuba be the Raisa? Because the underlying Chiyav here is not a new Chiyav Chodosh of Ksuba. The underlying Chiyav was really the Chiyav Knas that every Mephata has. We just converted that Chiyav Knas into a Chiyav Ksuba, and that's why at some later date you'll be able to go and you'll be able to make those payments. In fact, the Pnei Shua asks, the Kasha and Rashi is even stronger. The Ramban asked on Rashi, how could Rashi say, Moher Yimareno Isha, it means Ksuba, Ay Ksuba's Rabbanon, ask better. Even the Manama that holds Ksuba's Dei Raisa, it's only a Psula. A Ba'ula certainly doesn't have Ksuba Dei Raisa. That's a Mefurish Gemara. That's Yudin Ksubas. That's a Mefurish Gemara. A Ba'ula and Amana doesn't have Ksuba Dei Raisa. This Mefata, this Mefuta is not a Psula. She was a mafuta. She's a baula. So she certainly doesn't have ksuba de raisa. And even better, what's the shir ksuba that she gets? Chamishim kesef, which translates into the masayim zuz that the psula used to always get. We're not giving her the ksuba of a basula. Why, why, we're not, why are we giving her the ksuba of a basula? She's a baula. She should only get money. The teretz is the ikur chiv here was not the chiv ksuba. The ikur chiv was the chiv knas. That's how we came up with the number. We just said that the minig apparently used to be that they used to give some sort of ksuba. Take this chamishim kasef, turn it out to a, turn it into a chiv, not just a minig, a chiv de raisa of ksuba of chamishim kasef. Very interesting. The Tosis read, Right here in the Achman Gimel Amid Beis. And the Shibitik Kumetzis earlier in the Aflam brings the same kasha from the Ramah. And they both ask a bomb kasha. They ask that who gets the mayor kasef? Who gets the knas? The Pasuk says very clearly, you give it to the father. Ask the Rishonim, why do you give it to the father? We just said that why mayor kasef, says the Ramban, and the Ramah and the Mayor Nevoichim, that why are you giving it to, why a hundred kasef? Because it's double the Mayer Abbasulas. You pay Kaif, double the Mayer Abbasulas. That means you would think that whoever was going to get the Chamishim Kasef is the one that should now get the Knas. She's the one that was, that person was going to lose out on the Chamishim Kasef. That's the person that should now get the Mayer Kasef. As the Tesis written in the Ramah, who was supposed to get, who was supposed to get the Chamishim Kasef, the Mayer Abbasulas? We just learned the Mishnah right now. Literally just learned it. So, my is Rabbi the Chachomim. The Chachomim say that if she was. Being that the Erisim wasn't Moitzir from the Rishos of her father, Ksubasa Shaloi. But once it's Hisia, Vigir Shaloi, Ksubasa Shaloi. Rabbi Huda argues, Rabbi Huda, this is the first time around she is that the father is going to get the Ksuba. But according to the Chachamim, who we certainly Paskin like, the Halacha is that once there's Nisuin, the father loses all control that he had over his daughter. At that point, who's going to be the one that's going to collect the ksuba? She's going to collect the ksuba. And the story of the mighty Shemra was the Nesuin. 
Of course there was. We're after the Basul and Nisus Le'em He's coming into Bezdin. He's saying, They had everything already. So at that point, the father's no longer the Shoilet. It's a Mishnah Mefureshes. Who is supposed to get the Ksuba? She was supposed to get the Ksuba. So why are you paying Kefal to him? It makes no sense. How could you tell me the Mayor Kesef is Kefal on the Ksuba? She's the one that's getting the Ksuba. He's getting the Kefal. Obviously, the two have nothing to do with each other. That's what Teis Ritz Kashim. Teis Ritz says an unbelievable Chiddush. Teis Ritz says when it says in the Pasik, Vinasla it doesn't mean the father really is the one that gets it. Really, it's supposed to go to the daughter. But just like we had yesterday, if someone's Chayval in somebody's daughter, the Allah is he give the money to the father, although the girl is technically entitled to it, and the father is supposed to invest it in a responsible way, Yasumi Menuskulo says the Tesisrit, that's what the Gemara means. That's what the Pasuk means. Pasuk says, not that it's the father, it's really the daughters. Obviously, a tremendous Chiddush. The Ramaz says a different Heretz. The Ramaz says that the reason we're giving it to the father has nothing to do with Kefal. It has nothing to do with the fact that he was trying to get her to lose the Ksuba. But every single time somebody's Mitzi Shemra and Bezdin, not only is he being Moitzi Shemra, making the girl look bad, which he's obviously doing, he's claiming that she was Mizana, but he is making the father look bad as well. Because based what he's saying is, as look at what kind of girl you raised, that this is a, a girl that you went, that went ahead and was Mizana. So says the Taisis, the reason we give it La Via Naira is not because you would be Mafsid in the Ksuba. You weren't being Mafsid in the Ksuba. The Ksuba didn't belong to him anyways, it belonged to the daughter. But you're punished now. We want you to give him the Knas because you made him look bad. Some... That's what the Ramat says. Incidentally, the Yerushalmi right here, Masechtis Ksuba says, the Yerushalmi right here, Masechtis Ksuba says, that the Makar to Rabbi Yehuda, the Rabbi Yehuda holds that even after the Nesuin, even after the Nesuin, the father gets the Ksuba, is the parish of Moetzi Shemra. That's what the Yerushalmi says. And what's the riot to that? The riot to that is, is that, um, uh, is because otherwise, why would he get the Moetzi Shemra? The Moetzi Shemra is related, the Knesset Moetzi Shemra is related to the Ksuba, and being that, uh, yeah, Mind if I take that for one second? <laughs> so, uh, but I'll just tell you over one beautiful Meshachachma. Meshachachma says that if you look in the parish of Moitzi Shemra, up oh, yeah, parish of Moitzi Shemra, can't keep in the Zaman. If you look in the parish of Moitzi Shemra, so the parish of Moitzi Shemra says, Kiikach ish isha uva leosneya, the sum law aliloiz dvarim, vahoitzia le shemra. Later, the Pasik says, Vehine hu sum aliloiz dvarim. It's Medayik, the Meshachachma. The first time the Pasik says, the sum law. The second time it mentions it again, it doesn't say the sum law. Why one time the sum law and one just the sum? Says the Meshachach, because every Moitzi Shemra is doing two bads. Number one, he's being Moitzi Shemra on the girl. He's saying that she was Mazana Tachtov. That's the sum law, specifically her. But in addition to that, he's making the father look bad also. Look at what kind of girl you raised. That's the sum Ali That's not the sum law, Ali Says the Meshachachma, maybe that's the Oymek. The Gemara says the Makis. That we know ordinarily a person is not Loiko Mishali. You do one Avera, you can't get Malkis, and after Remeira holds you Loiko Mishali. But ordinarily, you're not Loiko Mishali. The Moitzi Shemra is the one exception to the rule. You're Loiko Mishali. What's the oimek? Why are you liking the shalim by the mighty shemra? Because the Gemara says, says the Meshachachma, that if someone's chay malkus lezeh, v'tashlum and lezeh, you could be like the shalim. Every mighty shemra is a like lezeh, v'tashlum and lezeh. You did two bad things. Number one, you were mighty shemra on the girl, you were of a sum law. Number two, you were mighty shemra on the father, you were just of a sum or of a sum law. It's connected those two things that you could be like the shalim. Classic Meshachachma. So let's look to Mishnah. You have to at least turn the page. Hagi 
Yerush and the Ima, a woman that was Megayer together with her daughter. So you have a non-Jewish woman who gave birth to a child. The mother, the daughter, they're not Jewish. And they were both Megayer. How could you be Megayer, your non-Jewish Katan or Ketana? That's the sugi of Ger Katan, Matbil and Israel, Das Bezdin, that we learned on Daf Yud Aleph from an Alf. Sakiyerish, and it's Karepiti Imo, Vizinso. And then later she became an Arusa. And she was Mezana Tachtov, Harezu Bechenek. She gets Chenek. Although ordinarily, a Naira Hamurasa gets Skila, as we just mentioned in the Torah, she gets chenek. Ein law, additionally, she doesn't have the halacha, loy pesach beisavia, when we stone her, we don't do it, the pesach beisavia, but loy meyasela, and there's no parasha, meisit shemra, meaning the father, the husband, to the extent we find out that he was a meisit shemra, wouldn't have to pay the knas of meyasela. The Gemara will say how we know that. What if she was only conceived when her mother wasn't Jewish? Then her mother was megayer while she was pregnant, so that when the girl was born, her mother had already been Jewish. She was Leidasa Biktusha. Then the Allah is Arezu Beskila. If she becomes later a Nairo Murasa, she gets Skila. The Ainla, Loy Pesach Besavia. However, that special halacha of doing it on Pesach Besavia, she doesn't have. Veloy Meyasela, and the father doesn't have to pay the Knasa. Meyasela, Meyasela, Shamra. Hoysa Hirasa, Veleidasa Biktusha. If she was a regular Jewish girl. However, her mother had been a Giyaris, but by the time that she was Hayrasa, she was conceived, and certainly when she was born, her mother had already been a Yid, Harehi Kebas Yisrael, then she's a regular Bas Yisrael, Yeshla, period, what if she's a regular Bas Yisrael, she has a father, but she, there's no Pesach Beisavia. Father's homeless. Or Yeshla Pesach Beisavia, or there's a Pesach Beisavia, the father left over her house, but the father's unfortunately not alive. Harezu Beskila, the halach of Skila would apply. The Chiddush is, like the Mishnah concludes, Leinema Pesach Beisavia, Elohim Mitzvah. There was a Havamina, that way you could be Mekayim, the Skila, with the Pesach Beisavia, that's when you do it. But if you're not going to get the whole Parsha, maybe just delete everything, no. If you, the Skila is the Skila, the Pesach Pesavi and everything else, that's a special mitzvah. We try to be Mekayim everything. Says the Gemara, Mino Hani Mili. The Mishnah said that a girl that was Heirasa, Shaloi Biktusha, Veleikdasa Biktusha, Harezu Beskila, she gets Skila. Now, you would think it's Pasha. She's a regular Jewish girl. Not only wasn't it Pasha to the Gemara, but the Gemara asks, Mino Hani Mili. So, Tap Toysvis. You knew we were going to do that one. Mishlam Dechsev, Yisrael Koi. Because it says the word Yisrael in the parasha. So because it says the word Yisrael, that threw Chazal off. They thought maybe it sounds like she has to be a, a Yid through and through. And to the extent that she was Hirasa Shaloi Bikdusha, maybe it's a Chisorin in Yisrael. And that's why the Gemara asks, how do you know that in fact she does get Skila? Amar Ishlakish, Amar the Pasuk says, Umesa. It says the word Umesa, which is extra in the parasha. The rabbis is coming to include even Hirasa Shalai Biktusha, Vilaitasa Biktusha. Ihachi asks the Gemara Milka Nami Lilki, then she should also get Malkus. Umea Sela Nami Lashali. What did the Mishnah say? Hoysa Hirasa Shalai Biktusha, Vilaitasa Biktusha. Rezu Biskila, however, the Ainla, Loy Pesach Besavia, Vilaisela, Vilaimea Sela. So why don't you have the Parsha of Moitsi Shemra on Makra? Because the Pasik says, Umesa, the Misa, and this Rabsa, the Reboy for Hirasa Shalai Biktusha, Vilaitasa Biktusha from the word umesa, and that teaches us it's only with regards to which misa that we include her in the parasha. However, the maybe it's coming to be marba, a hirasa whose mother was a giyoris, so maybe because her mother was only a giyoris, maybe that's a chesar in Bistro. Where do you, where do you, what's that? Who would you pay a knas to anyway? 
who's the father? Fatherly, the guy. So the, the Gemara is going to say that in a second, but uh, why didn't the Gemara say it at this point? I'm not sure. He, uh, the, the Gemara is going to get into that. The Gemara is going to get into that. No, the Gemara is, the Gemara is going to discuss it. He Yisraelis, before Gemara. He Yisraelis, Ma'al Yisim. No, she's a regular Yisraelis. You don't need. What was the Havamina? You do find, you do find, where do you have a precedence that someone that's a Gero Giyaris maybe is not considered a full-fledged Yid? There is one precedence that Melech. When it comes to becoming a melech, same tasim alecha, make care of achecha tasim alecha melech. Tasis and soitad up and alf on the base. Maybe you have another mekar. The emo le rabbis. Aha, that's because he can't say abiseno. The emo le rabbis hayrosa vileidosa shaloy biktusha. Maybe it's coming to be mar, but even where it was hayrosa vileidosa shaloy biktusha. A regular Giyaris and came Yisrael, my Hanilay, then Yisrael is not. Co- so we need, on the one hand, we have Yisrael that says someone's excluded. Then again, you have Umesa that somebody's included. So we have to find that in between person. We have to somehow compromise between included and excluded. We include some, we exclude others. And, and that's how we make sense of this whole thing. Someone's Maiti Shemra on a Yisoyma, he's Potter from Maiti Shemra. Shenemra, like you, that's what you were just talking about. It says, somebody doesn't have a father, then there's no halacha of Maiti Shemra. Most of Rabbi Yisi Barab, and Vitim Rabbi Yisi Barzvido, in the Parsham of Fat, it says, It says, to teach me that Yisoyma gets Knas. Now, by Mafato, and it's also said you should give the Knasu Lavia Naira. Still, we include Yasaima. So why not include Yasaima to the parish of Moisi Shemra and give her the Knas? Although it says the Nasu Lavia Naira, who Moisivla, who Mefarikla. He asked the question, he answered the question. That Pasuk that says that Yasaima gets Knas is talking about where at least the Bia, the Pitui took place while the father was alive. When we're saying that a Moitzi Shemra, Yasaima's Pater, it means when the father wasn't alive at the time that the event took place, not just at the time that you're coming to collect the money, you're standing in Bezdin, but at the time that the actual Moitzi Shemra took place there, even in, if you have the same exact case with a Mafata, the Halacha would be the same, there would be no Knas to Yasaima. Rava, my Rava says Chayev. No, that a Moitzi Shemra, Yasaima's Chayev. We would just she keeps it, not the father. So that's why you need a pasuk to tell me that a ger is included, a ger is included, but it, that a ger is excluded. But if even a yisrael that's a yosem is excluded, then certainly the ger is going to be excluded. Why? Because every ger is a Yosem, because Gershon is Geyer, Rashi says, Rachmona after Elazare, Vizir Masusim Zirmasam. So, from the fact that we need a Pasik to exclude a Ger, is a Rai that ordinarily a Yosemo would be included to the parish of Moitzi Shemra. Just one last Gemara, Amari Shlokish, so we can finish the daf. Amoitzi Shemra, David, Alaktana, Potter, Shenemar, and he Complaints, you can speak to him. Amoitzi Shemra, Laktana Potter, Shenemar, Venosu, Avia Nairov. Someone's Moitzi Shemra, we learned this Gemara three times already. Someone's Moitzi Shemra, Laktana, Yo Potter, because it says Venosu, Avia Nairo, Nairo Mole, Dibarakosif. Nairo sometimes is written Chosu without the hay, sometimes it's written Mole with the hay. When it's written Mole with the hay, it includes even a 
it means dafka naira when it's written chas without the that it can mean even a ktana maske for ravach bar abba time it's a beha naira halafachi have a minute to feel ktana you need the extra aid to tell me that it means a naira otherwise what you think is a ktana read the parsha hukse what does the pasuk say for mem so you are dover as like nim super some naira what if we find out what he was saying was true for it's you as a naira el pesach pesavia uskalua give him skill you give her skill ktana la basaichin you can't give a ktana skill she's not a basaichin must be that we're talking about a naira. So why do Shlokish have to say it means naira close to the hey? Hello, you're right. He didn't need it for the parasha of Moses Shemra. What he meant to say was can naira. This parasha is a naira. And it's written, Mole, to teach me that hakal mokim shenema naira. Anytime it says naira without the hey, I feel like kind of a mashma. So not to tell me that a Moses Shemra has to be a naira. That is obvious from the parasha itself. What's not obvious is that every time it says naira with a hey, it means a naira. And every time it says naira without the hey, it means a uh, Ah, uh, no.